Welcome to Season 3 of the Banded Retrieve Podcast. Where we talk and answer questions about faith, family, and legacy. I'm Ryan. And I'm B. And let's dive right in. Hello and welcome back to the Banner Tree Podcast. Uh, we're sitting here in February and I've got a confession to make. We are late on our episode and there's a couple of reasons why we had that. Um, you know, January being the end of waterfowl season, we say this, it seems like we say this every year, but man, we hunted hard. We, we did. We, we put in a lot of time towards the end of the season. And, and really, you know, for myself personally, I had the best season that I've ever had and that's kind of odd. For some people who would, you know, who would probably say different, uh, especially might have said it was their worst season just because of the way the we- the weather patterns were this year. And, yeah. um, but I did a little bit of traveling. We can talk about that later. But it was uh, it was one of my my best ones. But we put in a lot of time at the end of January and didn't really have a, a whole lot of time to to record this podcast. And oh yeah, so. the time got away from us. A lot of things were were happening, and we were trying to you know get out there as much as we can. You know, both working full time and and full time schedules. It's, it's, sometimes it's difficult. We got a couple Saturday hunts. We we got to travel to Arkansas. We we did, like you said, we had a bunch of of experiences that. But um, yeah, we're we're late. Uh, we are sitting dead in the uh, first week of February. But we're gonna get this out as quick as we can to. Uh, for those faithful listeners, we're so thankful to have all you guys who have listened uh, yeah. throughout the years. And if today is your first time listening to us, man, we're just so thankful to have you as a listener. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, to kick off this podcast, we usually do a scripture, and I got one for us today. Um, it's Psalms 46 and 1. My mic's messing up here. Hold on. <laughs> all right, so it's Psalms 46 and 1. The interesting thing about this one is, we had two friends uh, in Virginia who actually killed Jack Minor bands this year, and both of those bands had the scripture on there, and it was Psalms 46.1, God is my refuge and strength and ever-present help in time of need. And uh, so that kind of strikes a chord, especially around this time of year for us and what we've kind of went through the last couple of weeks. We we unfortunately lost our former senior pastor here at Lifeline Church, uh, Dr. Ray Hurt, and he was a, a spiritual figure and a father figure to a lot of, of young men and, and, and women around here. And um, he married my wife and I, and he's been uh, he, he was a great help in our marriage and, and in my life. I've been coming to this church for, I think, going on 18 years now. And, um, you know, it was it was a hard, tough thing. But, you know, we know he's in a better place and it was a little bit easier pill to swallow knowing that, you know, he's he's on the other side and he's in way better place now. And he. He preached about death so much, yeah. and uh, you know where he, you know where he's at. So he's in the he's basking in the glory of God right now, and Absolutely. and we're happy for that. And so, you know, kind of going back to this verse, uh, the the thing that strikes me here is is it starts out with God is. It tells us this this mysterious being, uh, God is. He's refuge. He's strength. He's ever present, and he's help. Absolutely. And the the thing that stands out the most to me about this is is that refuge is a place you know refuge sometimes is a place of hiding and it's a place where you go to have a safe place and he is that but he's also strength he's ever present and he's help and whenever I think of help like I've got help coming to move some furniture this week and it's not that I've got people coming to do it for me it's that I've got somebody coming to help me with it so I'm part of that we're working as a team with that And so help here is he wants to be with you. He wants to see you through that. And he's also providing you strength to get through those hard times. And so these are uh, somewhat hard times uh, for us and, and we'll, we'll get through those. And and God is our refuge. He is our strength. He's present now. He's present later. He's present then. 
um, and he's our help in our time of need. Yeah, I love it. It's that uh, he's ever present, which means he's always there. And that mm. that word refuge, I think, can speak to us a lot. You know, even in waterfowling and hunting, uh, you go to the refuge. Yeah. And, and it's a place um, where the, the birds will literally fly in. They're safe there. They're secure. There's food. There's um, a shelter, basically, for them. There's, there's no pressure on them in that point. It's just a place. And you'll see them just pile in there of the morning and night or maybe even loafing during the day. And so when I think about this and put this scripture to it. You know, God is our ever-present help in time of need. He's our strength. He's our safety. And, you know, with the passing of Dr. Hurt, you know, he's a mentor of mine. I spent 30 years of my life with him. I came to this church uh, or to the Lifeline Church at, at the place where I pastor when I was 11 years old. And so, uh, you know, his wisdom has spoken to me, and 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 I had to preach part of the funeral and, and be there at the graveside and, you know, all those things. So it, it is definitely a comfort to know that God is our refuge and strength and our ever-present present help in time of need and trouble. He's always there. And, you know, when when the passing of someone comes, you know, I think it always uh, gets back to our uh, mortality, you mm-hmm. know, that life's short. And, and, and I would be amiss even for these uh, for the listeners out there. You know, life is short. Uh, James says it's a puffer, a vape of smoke here today and gone tomorrow. So anytime the passing of someone close to you happens, it's like, what am I doing with my life? Where, what do I need to adjust? What are the conversations I need to have with people who may, maybe don't believe in the Lord, it gives me an opportunity to say, heaven's real, yeah. and I want you to go with me. Right. So the, there's only one door, and it says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. So Jesus is the way. So maybe you're listening out there, you're watching on YouTube or whatever, and you thought you're going to just hear about hunting, but the reality is, is a relationship with Jesus Christ is what gives you access to eternity on the other side in heaven. And so I I, I would encourage you to make that decision. Uh, shoot us a message, an email, or uh, make a comment, and we'd love to lead you in that prayer or, or, mm-hmm. or help guide and direct you in any way. Yeah, absolutely. This is a platform that we can we can spread that word and thankful today that he's a refuge, he's a strength, he's ever present and, and that he's a help. So um, well, a, well another, good, the other thing I would say too, uh, it, it's a, for those of you who might not know what a Jack Minor band is, that, that's yeah. a, that's pretty holy grail, you know. Jack Minor, I mean, he was uh, the pioneer of banding uh, migratory waterfowl. I mean, I think it started in uh, in 1909 actually, and and uh, he started banding even before the government started banding. That's kind of part of the story. He actually did it. I think it's a decade before that, and so he has this bird sanctuary where he started banding. He wanted to track migration even back then. And so he always put a scripture on it. And um, it, it's just something, because so as those waterfowl migrate, if you get a Jack Minor band, it's pretty special. And it, it's pretty awesome that right here in uh, Virginia, uh, yeah. we, we we actually, we saw the bands and, and we were able to uh, congratulate those guys who got it. Yeah, and it was double-banded mallards. Oh, one yeah. was a hen. The first one I found out about was a hen, and the other one was a a Drake Mallard and um, double banded. So yep. they were banded in, I believe they were both in Ontario. Yep. And, uh, and then the, I had the Jack Minor band on that as well. So, yep. you know, it's the banded retrieve, baby, and it's living strong <laughs> here right. in uh, Southwest Virgi- West Virginia. So, um, yeah, it's, that's a good word. And it's uh, it's always nice to, to have those discussions. But uh, today I want to talk a little bit about the last time we left you, we were on our way to Arkansas yep. to do a hunt. It's the first time that you and I have been in the famous capital of the world of, of waterfowl in Arkansas. And we had a little bit of a unique trip, Absolutely. which we always do. You know, we always have come back with great 
uh, stories, and this particular one was was um, was very unique. I oh, think. In oh some yeah, ways. absolutely. You know, it started out with our our, our travel uh, south. Um, so we 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 had a ended up. I think it was what a twelve hour, eleven twelve hour trek. Yep. Um, so we broke it up in two days, and we had to stop at Bucky's. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Bucky's more than once, more than once. Yeah, to get get some snacks to and, use the bathroom, and use the re- best <laughs> the restroom in the best room. <laughs> yeah. They they do it the best. So yeah. you know, you want a clean restroom, you stop at Bucky's, and uh, uh, and they don't pay for that advertising. Yeah. It's just a great place to stop. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, we stopped at Bucky's and headed on down and. Stopped uh, in stopped in Carthage, the place where we, yep. we go and, and fish, and yep. had a uh, had our buddy Neil there at yep. the Budget Inn in yep. Carthage. So shout out to old Neil, and we uh, we got to stay there that night. And uh, in our and so kind of backing up, we we got this trip set up by a friend of ours, yep. Phil Sigmund, yep. and he goes to the church here. Never been waterfowl hunting before, never. And so I was excited to be a part of that and be a part of his first uh, experience duck hunting because I just know, I mean, anybody who's listening right now who's never duck hunted before we talked about it a couple episodes ago deer versus duck it duck will win yeah um and i and we'll talk about that here in a minute but yeah. uh but old phil he got it set up for us and uh and so we're heading on our way to commander's corner yeah we went to commander's corner and uh, uh duck hunting capital of the world you know we ended up uh we were kind of late booking so uh it ended up that we we uh, we found Commander's Corner, which was a, was a great place to go. It, it's in Wilmot. Uh, it's actually right on the border. I mean, I think we were like 0.5 of a mile from um, the Louisiana border also. So we were right there on the border of Arkansas and Louisiana. And uh, what what you have to know about this, uh, if you're a waterfowl hunter, you know that there will, down south there wasn't much water. They were in a mm. severe drought. So even the refuge there, which is one of the biggest refuges from our stand, uh, I think uh, – uh, uh, it, it, this actually blind was voted one of the best in Arkansas, but there was no water in the refuge. Uh, I mean, it was close to nine to 10 foot down. And so uh, th- there was no water in the refuge. So uh, we, we get down there and we know that um, it seems like migration hasn't happened to the fullest. Um, so it, we, those guys were incredible. They, as we came in, you know, the, the amenities there were great. Uh, on-site chef who did a fantastic job. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it was some of the best food I've, uh, we've ever had. Nice nice quarters. Out, outside of, of an outfitter. Oh, was yeah. some of the best food I've ever had. Yeah, he, he did a fantastic job. Yeah, he, and we're foodies. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like, I like to eat, Absolutely. obviously. But, uh, I mean, it was – dude, I'm, I mean, it wasn't just – on a hunt type food like it was this this was some of the best food you'll ever have so yeah and those guys treated us right i mean they just basically came in they said this is what we recommend uh but it's your guys experience um this is your hunt we're here for you we're servants for you guys yeah they they said the comment that they made that stuck with me was is you're renting our facilities for the weekend yeah i mean this is your whatever is ours is yours that you've paid for this we'll do whatever you want to do we'll go wherever you want to go and we'll set you up however you want to set up up right and uh and that that means something for us because we're not i I guess we're maybe not some of the typical guys who will go out and pay for a waterfowl hunt we do this on our own quite a bit we uh we have uh some experience and knowledge behind some of it we're not you know corporate uh, group coming just to shoot birds and have a good time yeah um we're you know we're hunters so we like to get educated by those who've done this even more than we have absolutely and uh and get that that full experience so that was that meant a lot to you and i as we went in there and so i was i was happy to hear some of that so that 
night that we got there, we got everything packed up um, or, or taken out and and got settled in uh, at dinner time. And the lead uh, the the lead guide came out and was telling us, "Hey, you know, it's ducks aren't looking very good. Yeah, we've got a good place for for goose. Um, we've got some specs in there. You and I wanted to get on some specs. Yeah, I never killed a spec. Yeah, me neither. I I, I killed some snows uh, in Canada, but but the spec was you know." was awesome and, and appealing to me. And Absolutely. so he's like, Oh, we got, we got geese. And, and at that point he really hadn't really given us the, you know, the cue that it's like, he's got, when he says he's got geese, he's got a lot of birds. Uh, oh, and, yeah. and so, so we, it was, I think there were like at least 12 to 15 guys that were there, one group of six to eight. Yep. And then there was another group, a three pack. And then it was us that were three. Yeah. So they were putting the two threes together and then the other group was doing their own thing. And, um, so we had just met the guys and these guys were great guys from South Carolina. Yep. And, um, so he's starting to give us, you know, the talk about, about this. And so he's telling us he's got geese. Yeah. Well, um, you know, the group from South Carolina, they've never killed a mallard before. Yeah. And so they, they wanted to kill a mallard in Arkansas. This was their third yeah, trip absolutely. out here, and they hadn't killed a mallard, which is so surprising. Yeah. And that's not knocking on any outfitter out there. It's just the, the, the past few years just haven't been that great. Yeah, yeah. So um, so they're like, oh, we're here to hunt hunt ducks, and that's what we want to do. And so you and I are struggling. I mean, it's oh, a yeah. struggle. Oh, man, if you've ever been in that situation. But it, w- what happens is, is like, man, you come there, and we, and we wanted to kill ducks. I mean, that's that's kind of what we wanted to do. Uh, but when you get there, I, this is a rule of thumb. We, we've lived by it. We've died by it at, at times. If the God is trying to encourage you to go do something, Typically, especially for for those guys, they know what they're doing. They're there every day. If they say the ducks might not show up, that means they're not coming. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, they want to give you some hope. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, we've learned it the hard way. Yeah, and so they were like, they're like, there is a massive feed of of we've got the X. We are on the X for geese. You. you you need to go there. Yeah. And, and we, and finally, you know, back and forth, it, Phil didn't it was care. like two hours though. I mean, yeah, we yeah. contemplated this. It was not an easy decision. Yeah. And Phil, Phil, you know, he, he's the new guy. So he, he didn't, he was like, whatever you guys want to do, I'm perfectly fine with. So me and you finally were like, man, we're going to trust the God. We, mm. we want to trust the God. And so we made the decision that we're going to the field. And I'll tell you the other thing that helped is that some of the other, uh, they would be like um, assistant guides. They they didn't necessarily take out some groups by themselves, but they were there just in case. And uh, they were like, "We're going tomorrow." We saw them, and so we were like, <laughs> "Oh, Paul," he <laughs> says, "You'd be stupid not to go do something tomorrow." <laughs> so it was like that. Uh, yeah. That gave that gave us the the edge over top of it. And and you know, part of part of my decision making was the other group had two dogs. Yeah, and so Garrett's telling me Garrett's the the lead guide who's telling us all this and. Garrett's telling me, he's like, you know, we got two dogs. We're going to try to encourage somebody to leave one at home. Well, yeah. the other guys weren't leaving their dog at home. Right. I, same as me, man. We've come 12 or 13 hours. This dog's made this trip with me. Absolutely. I'm going to take him with me. And uh, and so anyway, I'm, I'm like, so I'm actually like more inclined to go duck hunting. Yeah. And then you, thankfully, were like, no, we need to, like we said, we yeah. need to trust the guide. I'm like, all right, man, well, let's figure it out. So the other guys are like not leaving our dogs. Garrett f- finds out. He's like, hey, we're going to have one in the left, one on the right, one in the middle. Yep. And we'll work them like that. And I was I was fine with 
I have a I have a new Dakota decoy uh, blind Which for pasture, and you'll see some of that on our on our episodes. Um, and it keeps the dog at bay. It's, there's a gate on it, and it's spring loaded and opens up, whatever. And so I'm like, I'm good with keeping pasture at bay as long as I need to, to let your dogs work. And I just want him out there. Yeah, just want the experience. So anyway, we're like, okay, let's do this. Well, then we find out from Paul they've got birds. Then he shows us the video, and it's oh, like, yeah. oh, we well, made yeah, the right we're, decision. We're on the it's the X <laughs> if there ever was an X. And so and basically the the awesome thing is is they they scout every day, which is what every good guide will do. And they had just got permission on this farm. So that's the other benefit. It had never been hunted before, and there was no no other hunters all season on this mm-hmm. farm. So all these geese are piling up in there from morning to afternoon. I mean, yeah. and there's, there is a pile of them from speckled bellies to a blue goose to uh, snows. And so it, 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 it was the right decision to, to make it. Yeah. So. And kudos to those guys for doing their homework and they knew there's not birds around and they find this place that's like a mile from camp. Yeah. And, uh, and I just, uh, you know, kind of reiterate the fact this wasn't their land. Yeah. They went up and asked for permission for this place and they got that permission. And so they found the birds for us. They, they did their job. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, now looking back on it and, and we'll, we'll get into the story, but, uh, looking back on it, we might not have killed anything. Oh, you know, no, um, it, it's it, just where the birds were, were wanted to be. So, absolutely. so this made our hunt. So we'll, we'll proceed. I mean, we, so we get up at, I think it was like they had already went out and set up decoys at two o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, everything was set up. We we were ready uh, to go. They actually they had. Um, we ended up. I think there was close to fifteen guys in the blind. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, by the time it was all because of the guides, that group there of were six, nine. There were nine hunters. Yeah, and then and I think they had four. So thir- 13, 14 people. Yeah, and what they had did is they had an A frame blind for us. So we were. We were like beside another fence uh, row of, of of blinds that they had made, mm-hmm. and anyway, so so we get there, we get set up, uh, they have it all ready for us. We basically get down there and get locked in, and and shooting light comes, and um, it, it, it was actually a little slow. I mean, yeah. it, it, like shooting light comes, and you know, geese sometimes are slow off the roost, which is typical. We experience that even here, but as the sun started to to come up, uh, those birds started to fly. I mean, they started flying. Yeah. And yeah well and and so we had a we had um i don't know i'm not i'm not familiar with the farm terms but we had like corn silos to our yeah. right and then we were set up on like an island of trees and in really good hide and and so um you know they start they start coming coming in like you know groups of 10 15s yeah uh start we start to see some of those and then we start getting twos and threes that are breaking off and coming down in them and yeah Dude, we start shooting, and it's oh, like, yeah. oh, you get that first shot, and it's just like pressure off. Oh, and yeah. Pressure off. They Here we go, baby. Yep. And so it, is, it was, I'm all the way on the right, pastor's on my right. Then we got Phil uh, that's to my left, and then you. So we had sandwich Phil in between us, and uh, so we get that first shot. I'm like, boom. I'm like, Phil, what do you think, man? Oh, what yeah. do you think? He's like, this is, this is good. This is <laughs> yeah, good. that's and so, it. <laughs> and uh, and so, uh, so then here comes more. I mean, in like, again, like, going back to hunting around here you might get that one shot and that's all you get the rest of the day you might get a couple of them but generally like you're not going to get shots within five minutes of each other here so these you know these are coming five minutes at a time oh they're then they're working yeah they're 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 coming group by group big group straight lines i mean we're like man we are on the x 
I mean, we're fist bumping. We're we're doubling up shots. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And the good part is, the good part is, they're coming in from the right. Oh yeah, we're on the right hand oh, side. Oh yeah, of the it, was, it was beautiful. So we're getting first shots. You oh know? yeah, oh, <laughs> so, it, and they're falling, and we're we're yeah. hitting good. Folding we're, them, we're, baby. we're shooting well. We've got videos of that. I mean, there there's oh, yeah. some incredible shots. Um, and then two speckle bellies uh, end up coming. And the speckle bellies come, and uh, they were juveniles. They didn't have the bar bellies, but um, we get, we ended up getting two specks down, mm-hmm. and uh, that that was that was awesome to see and to be able to experience that new species for us. Yeah, so I, I get a I get an opportunity. There's one that comes in and decoys, and yep. it's by himself. And Garrett says, somebody get out there and shoot it. So I'm on the right-hand side. It's closest basically to me. So I'm like, I'll shoot it. So I get out there, and uh, and it and it gets up. And we got a video on this, and pow, man. I mean, it was just like, that's just so fun. I mean, it was worked almost like a pheasant. Yeah. You know, and uh, we got a little video of that, and and uh, me horse laughing, uh, just having oh, yeah. a good time <laughs> yeah. with, with it. But, uh, but then, um, so then we have, a, we have, I mean, like, they're just, falling down from the sky if you've never been in a goose hunt like this i mean they're they're different levels um stratosphere all the way down and then they kind of not that they're like working around like circular like tornado they wise. Was, yeah they're dropping straight down oh yeah i mean just cupped up and just just straight down and wanting to land straight down and like dude it was just an experience that we we've never had before oh yeah and so um so we're we're just loving it. I'm getting amped up, dude. I'm I'm like, let's go. Oh, oh yeah, it's awesome. And I mean, and, and we're literally we're probably uh, 45 minutes into the hunt. There's over 20 birds down. Yeah, I mean, and uh, mostly snows, uh, but it, it it is awesome. Bees fired up. We're all fired up. Yeah, and, and uh, there's some Get videos of that. Yeah. fired up. Just oh, like, yeah. man. Mm. Yeah, and then. Um, it was the best of times. <laughs> it was the worst of times. <laughs> I think that would be the quote <laughs> that I would say. Um, our guide gets a phone call. Yeah. Uh, and uh, fun ceased. Yeah. I, he, no, no. I mean, the birds The birds were coming in, and we couldn't shoot. And ends up, the farmer was on the phone. And his wife loved those geese, I guess. Yeah. And um, she, she said she was – I think she really thought – that the decoys were dead birds, and and we had hundreds of birds mm. that were out there, and uh, so um, she she said for us to stop, mm. yeah, and uh, and uh, ultimately the owner of Commander's Corner went and went and talked to the farmer, and uh, he was in hot water. If Mama's not happy, nobody's happy. Yeah, and so um, we we ended up have to pack up. Yeah, and, and it was we were in limbo there for like ten minutes, and like I when I first saw Garrett on the phone, I thought it was Harrison. I'm yeah. like, who else would you answer the phone for while you're having this much fun? Oh yeah, yeah, boss man. Oh yeah. So you know, we find out you know it's a it's a it's not the right call um, that you want, and uh, and so he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to get boss man on him. Couldn't couldn't sway them yeah uh which is fine i mean we've we've always said and we get some flack on social media about some of this and and really nobody knows the full story but it's not our land no it's it, not. you're the 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 farmer as has put blood sweat and tears into Absolutely. that land they put finances into that land it is their life and and that's their living and and you can't say nothing about it we had a great time while it lasted um but unfortunately, if the cards fell that way that day, and uh, but really, you know, while while we were while we were 
in that limbo that 10 minutes or so got to unleash the beast on pastor and pastor was ready to ready to roar on that one and so he uh you know he got out there and showed off a little bit and it was it was great great time and he retreated um, he retrieved about every bird did some did some great great retrieves and and it was one of those things where we he's hunted this year a lot of it's been over water um we've done one other goose hunt that was on land and i just i enjoy working on land we we train 95 percent of the time on land yeah so he's used to that and we you know got to cast him a little bit and and really open him up there were some wounded birds down that he got the chase and loves that yeah loves bigger birds in general and to see him with a snow goose is you know different species for him and a speck different species for him a ross yeah um we got we got and then um and then there's a blue goose that that we ended up getting and so that one ended up being one that we sailed uh didn't get the greatest shot on him and so he goes out 200 yards i mean it it. is way out there and so we see him it kind of he kind of banks off and comes left and then he's just like he's dead before he hits the ground i mean but he like just buries himself way out where the where the corn stops and in the green pasture and so during that time that downtime and like we can take him out and run a little blind on it and so that's what we did and ends up being a ends up being a, an eagle head or blue goose yep. what they they'll call him an eagle head and it was a beautiful bird oh it's awesome and so that one was memorable for me and pastor just because it's such a long retrieve and and so uh so on that one i i, I joked around i, I talked about this but i joked around with garrett and i'm like of course i know like a tracker you get a band bands a trophy but yeah. a tracker yeah. for those who don't know it's a little box it's got like a um, solar it almost looks like a little solar panel on top yeah, of it i assume that's it's, how it's, it's basically it's a geo tracker that that is either solar with battery powered uh usually they last i think around three years and usually they're strapped to the bird with uh with some kind of like uh band that let the, it lets the bird fly and everything but mm-hmm. you can actually track it where he's at yeah. at all times yeah and so i i joked around with him because i knew everybody was on 10 and everybody's amped up so i'm like I get back and I'm like, Garrett, what's this little plastic piece that's, that's glued to its back yeah. and his face? Like all of his color goes out yeah. of his face and his mouth drops up. And he's like, what? Yeah. I'm like, this little plastic thing, it's glued to his back. And so he's like starting to trot towards me. I'm like, I'm just joking. I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so what we would say to, uh, I, think, I think you named this on YouTube, uh, it was the greatest hunt. That never was. That never was. The greatest hunt that never was. And, and uh, you know, it might take some time and try to make a little video out of that. We've posted a lot of shorts from it. Absolutely. Um, really hammering some birds. But uh, it was uh, it was still yet one of the greatest hunts I've ever been on. I, I mean, if, if we would have stayed there, it would have been the the greatest that i've ever been on absolutely and we had a great time and again commander's corner we'd definitely go back there at at any time they put us right on those specs and on the the snow geese they did their job we had a great time great experience and uh just always uh, commendable uh for for a guide and harrison did a great job it's 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 a great place to go so if you're heading to arkansas maybe this next season uh just tell them we sent you and uh, we'd love to make that connection with you but I guess uh, it, this is all the time we have for this episode, and, and we'll come back, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about Arkansas. We had some more more memorable moments, but uh, for that, we love you guys, and I hope you have a great uh, beginning of February. We'll talk to you soon.
Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, X, Threads, and TikTok at The Banded Retreat. You can also find us on our webpage, thebandedretreat.com. We would love to connect with you on any of those platforms, or you can also email us at info at thebandedretreat.com.